at Star Wars. Three dudes talking Star Wars. It's just their thing. Star Wars. Just talking Star Wars. From episode one wars. And everything else. And hey, how about Jar Jar Binks? Forget about old boss Nass. We'll cover some cool creatures too. Like Jawas and Twi'leks and those nasty uts. Star Wars. We're talking about Star Wars. Join us for some fun wars. Let us begin. It is the very first episode of Pod Racers, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we've got some some guys put together here to talk nerd, I mean Star Wars, and uh, just have some fun with it. Uh, so let's introduce ourselves. My name is Damon Perrant. Um, yeah, I'm Matt, and I'm Alan. There you go. I'm live from the nation's capital in Canada. Yeah, we're all over the place here. It's scattered like crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's the best part about Star Wars. It brings people together from all over the planet. From all over the galaxy, even. exactly. <laughs> the galaxies. <laughs> so, the point of this podcast is to hear our own voices because we're um, egotistical like that. But we also want to talk Star Wars and have some fun with it too, because there's such history and such like culture, birth mm. culture, like everything towards what Star Wars is. And so that's why we're doing this kind of thing. Hopefully you guys uh, listening get a kick out of it and we get some followers and we can have some fun with this and get people uh, kind of like suggesting things for us to talk about. So how we're going to start this is um, for the first nine episodes, we're actually going to go through all of the movies and then we'll continue on from there. We'll get into the books. We'll get into the comics, video games, everything Star Wars related as much as we possibly can, because as much as we like to each think that we're the the, the highest point of Star Wars lore or whatever you want to call it uh, with ourselves, we're, we're probably not. We're, we're just three dudes talking. It's Star just Wars. too much sometimes to consume. Exactly. Yeah. So, you guys haven't read the, the entire Legends Compendium by now? <laughs> I'm off. I'm out. I can't. I, I'm yeah. only talking to the most devout of Jedi Temple followers. Uh, <laughs> how do I turn this off? Oh, truthfully, like, I mean, that's the one thing I, you know, about this podcast that we want to get across, too, is that we're fans. We can even say we're super fans. We're not insano fans. I mean, uh, like Matt said, no. there's so much material to consume. And if you call in and let us know that we accidentally referred to character by its rebellion name and not its <laughs> empire name, and uh, we're going to hang up on you. That's what we're going to do. Because we're, we're, frankly, we're, here, we're fans. And we love we love Star Wars. We grew up with Star Wars. Him and I are old as shit. So you know, okay, <laughs> swear. <laughs> are we allowed to swear? Can if we want. Right. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll pick that out in editing. We, Damon's got kids. <laughs> I can't let can't let him. Uncle Al talk like that. Uncle Al. That's the biggest thing about this too. Yeah, like talking Star Wars. Everybody, like kids, adults, old, like like everybody loves it, and everybody likes to kind of complain about it at the same hmm. time. Like there are always things in the movies that you look at and you go, ah, you know what? I didn't really like that. Why? I know 
as a kid, me watching Star Wars, it took me to a whole different place. Like I remember watching it and just being enthralled. And actually what was cool as I was preparing for this episode and watching uh, episode four, my son, who's only two years old, he was sitting on my lap and he was watching it and he was glued to the TV. Like you couldn't yell at him to interrupt him. He was so just like, oh, that R2-D2 and just had a blast with it. And it took me to a different side of this whole thing because I don't know if you guys have kids. Well, Heels, I know you don't, but. No, I don't. Like has got four, but he just doesn't talk to them anymore. <laughs> They're all illegitimate. I'm not allowed near them. In Mexico, yeah. No, that is not true. But, yeah, like, it, it would, I was on the other side of that fence, whereas when I was a kid, I would watch it, and, and like, dad, I got to watch it with him, and now I'm on the other side of that, which was a really cool experience, and I've never had that until now, so that was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah. What we're gonna do first? A great point because I think sometimes, and there's there's no more divisive a topic than talking about Star Wars on the internet. And <laughs> I think there's a lot of times, and I, I was guilty of doing this too, is that forget that these movies are made, and but as fans, we feel like they owe it to us, our age bracket, and our and our dedication. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice. Like I'm glad you got to have that experience. A lot of people forget. Sometimes when you watch through the eye kid, realize where the value of that movie. And there are pl- when I was at Star Wars, uh, Galaxy's Edge in Orlando. Is- oh, we got to talk about that too, by the way. Yeah, that that's a whole episode in of itself. But yeah, number of children walking around dressed as the characters from the- you know, rocking their lightsabers, rocking their stormtrooper outfits. You know, that's what it's all about. It's about mm-hmm. making sure that this thing is. That way we keep you. You know, like all of them, but you know, it's for the children. Yeah. Well, it's for the children. Star Wars is for the children. Think of it this way too. Like if you look at the when when the prequels came out, George Lucas like built those three movies based on the back of having kids buy toys and merchandise and all yeah, that. That, that may have gone too far, but. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, like that was his idea. That was like, Joy Jar Jar's Jar Jar, wasn't it? Kind of to be there for, for kids, comic relief for kids, big time. And yeah. and like we can sit there and, and hate on Jar Jar all we want, but he was kind of a cool character, goofy wise. Like he yeah. he was neat to look at, and and like you you had the bad guy and Darth Maul. You had all of these awesome characters that brought everything kind of together. And I know for me. I'm I'm very much on the I don't like I see that yeah there's some things in the movies that maybe I don't like but I can still enjoy every single one of them even Phantom Menace which a lot of people look at and go nope that's I just can't do it I won't watch oh, it as part of how it. anybody could say that with the best fight in all of Star Wars yeah the, which is ridiculous yeah I don't know I watched that movie just for that fight you know <laughs> and that's the thing about Phantom Menace um, you know we'll get into we'll break that down when we get into that episode but. Every film has their moment. Big time. And, and some films... Mm-hmm. Like, the pod race is sweet, the trilogy will always... Like, the original trilogy will always <laughs> stay true to our hearts. <laughs> the trilogy will always stay true to our hearts because, you know, what we associate that with our childhood. Right? I mean, yep. the movies are, are almost 40 years old. Uh, but they, they remind are. us of better times. Right? And that's why we hold them so dear and we're so close. And I think that's why some of the reaction to the new trilogy 
total vitriolic because you were taking characters that you know he loved so much, Luke and Leia and Han, and you know we all had our own expectations for where those characters were to go and what their lives are going to be like after twenty-five to forty years um, mm. storytelling, and <clears throat> but that was it was almost a bar that would be impossible to reach. Well, that's a good point too because if I look at it and I go, man, this is what I would have wanted for Han, Luke, and Leia in this sequel trilogy but it wasn't about them and star wars fans i think maybe forgot a little bit about that and Mm -hmm. didn't think of hey this these people are all way past their prime when it comes to telling star wars stories right hey you do not talk about harrison ford that way no 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 but seriously (laughs) i get what you're saying but harrison ford is a funny case right because he yeah he is wanted the character killed he had a you deal gotta, for Return of the Jedi that like, he was only going to come back for that movie if they, if they wiped Han off the face of the planet because he was just like, yeah, I think that's the character arc I want Han to have. And, and George was, said, no! And no, like the story goes, George talked him into it and said, look, here's the deal. You're going to survive Return of the Jedi. Talk about your character later. And for him to come back for Force Awakens, the deal was, I die. <laughs> and yet, well, he wanted and yet to kill there Han. he was in episode nine. Yep. Exactly, but he was dead. <laughs> money, yeah. money talks, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Okay, before we start getting into all that stuff and getting way off topic here, mm-hmm. we, we're going to start episodes by talking a little bit about news, uh, stuff that's happening in uh, the world when it comes to Star Wars, uh, and there's a lot of great stuff. I know I've kind of picked out a bunch of stuff. I don't know if you guys have anything in there, but uh, um, Matt, you were talking earlier before we actually started the pod, the Darth Vader comic, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a whole bunch of them coming out. And you've actually read the first couple. Yeah, so there's a, supposed to be six coming out over the course of 2020. can't remember exactly when they're all supposed to be out by, but two have been released so far. And I guess the whole COVID thing hit uh, when they were working on the third one, so it's been delayed, and it's going to be released in like another month or two. Now, are these but, separate stories, or is this like the one character arc and it's gone two episodes or two page, or two comics in? So far, it appears to be the story of uh, Darth Vader as after uh, he confronts Luke in the in the Empire Strikes Back, and basically he's now learned that his son is alive, and he wants to go and find out as much as he can about him and find out who has hidden um, any information about Luke from him, and he wants to track them down. Um, so it's very interesting. Two episode, two comic. Two comics in, he's still on the same search, but he's just going through different things. I won't, I won't ruin it for anybody that's not listening, but uh, it's interesting. It's ongoing, and it, sh- it looks like it's going to be, uh, it's going to reveal some really interesting things in Darth Vader, and you can kind of see how he, at least from the first two episodes, two first two, um, first two comics I've read, you can see him starting to contemplate the events in his life when he transitioned from Anakin to Vader. And it looks like he's kind of regretting them, at least in these first two uh, first two comics. So, so basically taking a look at him and going forward and his transition from Darth Vader back to Anakin almost and how he gets there. Uh, kind of. It's basically like, like he has a lot of regret. He has yeah. a lot of regret because he has a life full of loss. And it's a lot of him reflecting on the losses he's had. And now that he's have, he has the son... They don't really explicitly say what's going on in his brain, but you know he he's kind of like, well, now I have 
something uh, maybe you know the oh. emperor has foreseen that Luke can strike him down, right? So, and, uh, so he's only aware of the one child. Yeah. Uh, or is he aware that he's? Well, well we he, know yeah. we know in Revenge of the Jedi, or uh, sorry, uh, the Return of the Jedi, he uh, he does know about Leia, but at this point, to well, no, he doesn't, doesn't know about, he learns Leia. about Leia, right? Because Luke betrays her, like when he's reading Luke's. Remember, he's yeah. like, yeah, sister with a question oh, is, mark. Oh, you, he's he's doing the Jedi. I never figured yeah. that. I thought he just already knew that he had a twin sister. No, he was. Uh, I didn't realize he read his mind when they were on the Death Star with yeah, the Emperor. I think there. he was on the Death Star. He was like, he. That's when Vader read his mind and be like, oh. Your yeah, he says it's like your feelings betray you or something. Oh, and now your failure is, and now his failure is, Obi-Wan's failure is complete. Yes. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah and then, okay. yeah. I mean, we'll get to episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> six, but yeah, I think uh, there's there's a moment in the movie where you realize that Darth only knew about his son, so I'm wondering if that's where the comic book, and is the comic book in the Legends timeline, or is it, in, is it canon? It's no, canon. it's canon. It's canon. Yeah. All of these Star Wars comics that have been coming out, um, they started with the just Star Wars brand of comics, and it kind of led from uh, after the first movie and going into like Luke kind of goes back to Tatooine and he goes to Obi Wan's hut and finds like his journal and all this kind of stuff. And he's actually hunted by Boba Fett, and that's how uh, Vader finds out that he has a son in the first place. Right at the end of that series, he just sits there and he's like cracking. The, the glass on his Star Destroyer because he's like so full of rage that this has happened. So now, from what Matt, you're saying, is now he's transitioning from Discovery to needing to find out how this came about and why this was kept from him, which I think is a really cool thing because after uh, Empire Strikes Back, that's maybe the biggest time frame in canon history that we don't know anything about. It's true. Uh -huh. There used to be like uh, rumors that there was uh, a point where Vader and Luke even had a duel. Yeah. In that time, right? I don't know if that's that's canon anymore, but I wouldn't think, I think that previous is. previous to Disney's purchasing um, purchasing Star Wars, there was talks that Vader and Luke met in the events between Episode Five and Six for a duel. Kind of cool, and maybe maybe yeah. they even still go that route. Yeah, which makes well, the, the duel on the Death Star their third one. You yeah. wonder where the comic book goes, where obviously the plan for the Emperor was to eliminate Luke because he, you know, Luke fought. Or turn him. Or turn, or turn him, him. Or, and have him take Vader's spot. Take Vader's spot, exactly. But then Vader's plan all along was, no, I'm going to I'm gonna get Luke to come over, but then him and I are going to rule the galaxy together yes. as father and son. Yep. We're going to take out the Emperor. So it'd be well, interesting and, if the comic book's like, you know, finds that point, like goes to where Vader hatches the plan. Right? Like he says, you know what? I'm going to find my son and we're going to take out the Emperor together. And the biggest thing too, like I've read a ton of the comics. When you look at that kind of dynamic between him and the Emperor, Vader, in the first place, he, he's very much in, I don't want to just be an apprentice to the Emperor. Like he hates the Emperor because his entire life is based on what transpired because of the Emperor, right? With him mm -hmm. kind of grooming him and bringing him into this and turning mm -hmm. him in and putting him into this suit and in the, the pain that he's had to live with every day because of what Obi-Wan did to him and also what the emperor is now doing to him. Yeah. There's is, some canon comic canon comics that actually describe all that stuff too. right? Oh yeah. How yeah. the emperor trains and grooms and conditions him in the ways of the Sith as well. Yeah. Instructs him on loss and, 
and you know all these other things it's it's really interesting Emperor's always trying to kill him basically yeah and Vader complains to the emperor the emperor's like this is just the way of the sith if you die then you're not worthy and if you survive then you are basically is kind of kind of the way he explains it almost you know many people like look at the look at vader and they he's like oh he's so whiny and no he's not he's overcome he's tortured soul man he's just... oh like what he, he his power as a sith lord is unbelievable when you think of everything that he's had to overcome mm-hmm. not only from the emperor but also from all of the dark jedi that he's faced all of the jedi that he's killed and just bringing he's done it crippled <laughs> yeah like Oh, really? It's, right? Uh, sorry, he, was, he was Iron Man before there was Iron Man. You know? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Except not as good looking. Yeah. Well, well back looking. in the day, he's I guess. his mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Gnarled face. Uh, another another cool piece of info coming up with uh, everything that's going on Star Wars is, of course, all of the information from Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which is season two looks to be off the charts amazing. Um, Obviously, Rosario Dawson is cast as Ahsoka Tano. Which is huge two. casting is, right? Oh, yeah, it is. I've always had a crush on her, and I've always loved Ahsoka, so I couldn't be happier about oh, that. I was going to ask you, are you talking about it's cool that she's in The Mandalorian? <laughs> it's too bad she didn't make her appearance in, in the movies. See, here's the thing. You know, now, she's still kid. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I, mean, oh, I guess they used her voice in, in episode nine, but they didn't actually use her. I don't know. Well, I think she's like not a layer of no, fandom. Yes, exactly. The original. Mm-hmm. But I think like Ahsoka's that like a layer of fandom, not like the mainstream layer, but that one that's just below it. You know, and Very I culty. Think, yeah, and I think they try and keep that level, those kinds of just off the mainstream character fan characters in that kind of media for consistency and not bring them over. Well, and you, you know, know what's cool you know what about that too? Like yeah, absolutely. No, you and you're right because like when Ahsoka was first introduced, people did not like her character. They did not like her at all. No, no, like they were very much against her, and then she grew on you, and now she's probably one of the very mm-hmm. most popular characters that Star Wars has to offer, which yeah. is cool because not only not only girls and women like Ahsoka, but like boys and guys are, are behind. like Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters. She's an excellent leader and role model. Yeah, yeah she, and, she's and like. Great. She's like the epitome of what a gray Jedi would be without being actually named a gray Jedi. Or even a regular Jedi, I would think. It's well, funny because she's, she's what the Jedi should actually be. Yeah. I yeah think it's so. funny in the attempts to create like a female Jedi that all girls can emulate and how hard they try with, you know, to create Rey. Uh, <laughs> they kicked her out of the Fire, order. Right? They had this character the whole time that people were rallying behind. It could have been. <laughs> You know your focal point of the new movies. Well, but, I think yeah, it's all action figures that way. So <laughs> that's, that's a whole different argument to have, though. Like why Ray didn't become the character that she should have become. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, right? Um, other yeah. no, what were you gonna say? Well, that's just for future discussions for the oh. sequel, the sequel trilogy. Big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, other other Mandalorian news. Um, Tamira Morrison who. Uh, was the original Django Fett in episode two, The Attack of the Clones. He is cast as Boba Fett for Mandalorian season two. Well, he's so, every clone in every... And every, yes, <laughs> obviously, he's every clone ever. But uh, He's just a bunch of stormtroopers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
So <laughs> he's been cast and will be in season two. But how do they go about that? Because there's another interesting casting along with that. Timothy Oliphant has been cast as Cobb Vanth, who, if you've read any of the books, um, was a character in the Aftermath series. And he's he's kind of um kind of like a a sheriff. I don't know yeah. if you want to call it he's, that. He's a sheriff of Freetown and Tatooine. Yeah, and, and so, so he, he's always been a narrative character. Right. He gets Boba Fett's armor. <laughs> oh, he so, gets Boba Fett's armor. I thought it was just Mandalorian. I didn't realize it was Boba. I didn't realize it was Boba Fett. Well, they don't actually name it, but it's very heavily hinted that it is Boba Fett's armor. Interesting. Okay. So, so this, is, this is great because I'm a huge Timothy Oliphant fan. I yeah. justified. So this is a it's a huge stretch for him from playing a sheriff to now <laughs> playing another sheriff. Yeah. So you know I'm hoping he has the range to play the role. Yeah. And that's gonna be good. But so with him being Vanth, having is he gonna have Boba Fett's armor? And then Boba Fett being there, does that mean he's gonna be in flashbacks, maybe? To how the Mando kind of became like, does he meet the Mando back in the past? No, because the Mandalorians save his town from uh, the droids in, during the Clone Wars. If you've seen the Mandalorian in flashbacks, have you guys seen that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm not off the charts here, but so like, is that going to be a part where maybe, Boba Fett's backstory was with these Mandalorians at one point and then went off on his own and became the bounty hunter that he kind of became? I don't think so. I would say no. Like, just or, from what I've seen in the Clone Wars TV show. Right. Um, right. I feel like he's going to probably kill somebody and take it. Um, I, ho I hope as Because so. he is a bounty hunter and that throughout the Clone Wars right. TV show. That's, that's right. He um, and he doesn't have the armor. Yeah. And the thing that I what you were talking about for the Mandalorian show is if this guy has Boba Fett's armor, Boba Fett fell into the Sarlacc pit with his armor on, right? Right. So that means he would have had to come out with the armor on, lost it. This guy would have had to gain it. And then Boba Fett would have to go and get it back from him somehow. See, I'd love that to be, but that's like its own story. You know, it is. Season. Like you could tell that over a multiple season yeah. arc kind of thing. So, so I don't he, know. Yeah. It's cool that those guys have been cast though. And I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe it's all, not Boba Fett's armor. Maybe it's just other Mandalorian armor. And they can retcon that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can. Um, another caster, or another casting, I should say, um, Katie Sackhoff will reprise her role as Bo-Katan Chris, who is the sister of, like you said, Obi-Wan's main squeeze, Satine! Um, is she... she is she the voice, and now she's going to be the actor? Yeah. Yes. Actor? Yeah. Yes. Ah, okay. Well, they made now, they, they they drew the character to look like her. Yeah, right? she's very similar. Oh, did she's, they? she's pretty much the self-professed queen of like science fiction, right? Like she's a. Oh, this is her alley. Like this is okay. what she does. <laughs> so why would they try to cast someone else in the role when they have the perfect actress already doing the voice and and physically looking like her? To, to play the role, like she will be like if you ever watch Battlestar Galactica, which is might be like a dirty word to say on the Star Wars pod, uh, <laughs> she was phenomenal on the show, right? She was she was yep. a rough, uh, she was you know one of the androids on the show, and she had this you know way of showing humanity, but also at the same time having this coldness to her that was incredible. 
So, you know. <laughs> yeah. she, yeah, I'm, I'm, girl. I'm sure that's why it was incredible heels. Yeah. Katie Stackhoff's hot. Let's be realistic. <laughs> she ain't hard on the eyes either. No. Um, also, I've I've heard that uh, Sabine is supposed to be in the Mando season two. Now, that means with that, can you guys hear that? Yeah, there's a banging. Crazy banging upstairs. That's what you get when you do a podcast from home. Um, with, <laughs> Take with Sabine, Yeah, with Sabine being there is, if if she's going to be there, does that mean we're going to see Ezra? Because Ahsoka's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the end of Rebels, like the very, very end of the Rebels TV show, Ahsoka yeah. and Sabine go off to find Ezra, and it's like after Return of the Jedi timeline, I think. Right, which would be like right around this late, timeline. Which is around Mandalorian. Yeah. Or is like what fourteen years or something after? No, it's that? only it's only five years after. Oh, it's only five years. Okay, yeah, it's very okay. short. So there's there's a ton of oh, pretty yeah. cool stuff of that could be coming up. And I and also that, read that's the beauty of see, and that's the thing. You know, the wonder of the Star Wars universe is it's an actual universe, right? I think everyone has been so wrapped up in the Skywalker saga and having everything have to connect to the Skywalkers that you forget that there's an entire galaxy of stories to be told right yeah. and it could be and in the same time frame of what's happening with the empire uh, the, the battle between the rebellion and the empire but again there's millions of characters available to you that are canon that are legendary yeah. that you have the opportunity to write with and in the hands of the right people like a john favreau <laughs> you have the ability to create something great well not D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding um yeah Okay, one of my questions that I do have for you guys, when you when you watched or when you started watching The Mandalorian, were you cautiously optimistic on it? And mm -hmm. how did you feel after the season kind of happened? Because I, I got to be honest, I was like really stoked for it because I was like, oh, Star Wars. But I was also, if there's, if there's no Jedi. See, wow. and I, I was the opposite. I was stoked going in for multiple reasons. I mean, I love the casting right off the hop, right? Pedro yep. Pascal is freaking awesome awesome my favorite actor. you like never see him yeah you never <laughs> physically see him but he like his, his characterization of the role is fantastic but then it was john favreau and you know yeah john favreau's always been a favorite of mine since swingers like i, I just love <laughs> watching this man's career blossom in hollywood and he seems to be like one of the nicest people possible but he gets stories i mean the entire cool. marvel cinematic universe doesn't exist without him he's a self-professed star wars nerd right yeah, so that's yeah, huge but he's a fan of all the material he takes on right like he doesn't do yeah. something that he does for just money right like I, I don't i it's hard to look at john favreau's like catalog of films and think wow these are all like there's 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 some stinkers in here because he doesn't he doesn't pick bad things even no. Zedustra, when they made him do this this space sequel to jumanji that wasn't a bad movie <laughs> it's just no one wanted a space sequel to jumanji <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's <laughs> true um also i've heard simon Pegg wants to be in mando yeah yeah do you know guess what character he, he kind of got ripped movie? off by his uh inclusion in the star wars movies it was just like, uh, yeah. oh in the force awakens yeah, yeah. the yeah. goobed up uh traitor guy the ration <laughs> dispenser yeah he wants to be he wants to be dengar i don't know who that is dengar is one of the uh bounty hunters in empire strikes back that are on the uh, okay star destroyer that vader's talking to just a, a greasy look. Like, look him up. You'll see him and you'll be like, oh, oh yeah, that guy. I think Dan, Dan okay. Dengar's in a new hope, too. I think he's on the uh, 
like in the bridge, oh, with, yes. in the added scene with with, with, Jabba, with Jabba. Yeah, yeah. It, it's right in front of the Millennium Falcon and Tatooine. Yeah. right? that's yeah. where all the bounty hunters are just in the background. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree, and I think he's also in a couple episodes of um, Clone Wars as well. Hmm. But smaller. That's who we to be. Again, that's the beauty of, of of you know this world. You can take these smaller characters and and, and make do something with them. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. like look at. Like you look around the and when we get into New Hope, we can talk about the, the scene in Cantina, but um, the two the two guys that there's, won, like, there's tons of people in that bar you can write stories about. Even that dude that's just smoking opium at the bar by himself, like that guy. <laughs> what's his so he, story, man? Like when he looks we, over, he sees the arm on the ground, he just goes back and starts. Yeah, just again. Goes right back to hitting that. Another Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to town. Oh yeah! Every time I watch that scene now, I always think of that episode of. Uh, do you ever watch uh, the show Community? And they do an yes. episode where the uh, Abed's directing a, a space movie, and he, he creates basically a cantina scene. And uh, Keith David, like in his hilarious Keith David voice, just goes, "It's the wild west of space, baby. People die here all the time, and nobody blinks an eye. They're <laughs> <laughs> so accustomed to the violence. That's amazing." <laughs> That's great. And that's, that's all I think about when I watch that cantina scene now. You you look at Star Wars and that like there's it's so violent, but it's so violent in a good way. If, mm-hmm. if that if that makes any sense. Like I had no problem my two-year-old sitting there watching it with me as on episode four, Luke comes back to the homestead and oh there's the charred remains of Uncle Owen and Aunt Maru. Mm. Or like, yeah, the bloody arm. Of the guy in the bar because it's, oh, yeah. it's not singed and like cauterized, right? It's actually like yeah, which is in weird, the original. Right? Well, I guess it's because it's so old they haven't really planned that's that true. far ahead, right? Yep. That's now, true. Now, nowadays it would probably be cauterized from the heat Just... of the lightsaber, but back then it's like actually like a bleeding wound. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's it was fully fleshy. Yeah, <laughs> fleshy. <laughs> well, okay, well, just get back to the music. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also. Uh, Taki Watiti is looking at doing some directing for Star. Mm. Now, he's been appointed uh, like director for one of the movies, so I'm stoked for that. I could see any of those directors from um, the Mando because there was, I think, there was five of them in total, right? Uh, you had Favre, lot, yeah. you had Filoni, you had Deborah Cho, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, yeah, I, I was Takiti. really impressed by her direction. I mean, really, she was the one that I, I liked the least. Really. That yeah, was the, she was, that was the, the one with, with um, when they're in the forest, I think. And you didn't and like the, that? And oh, there's the ATHD walker. Yeah, I thought that episode was great. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I don't it. know. Okay, turn I off. Just remember, I just remember <laughs> uh, watching it and thinking this one didn't feel didn't like capture. It didn't capture like the um, the gritty western feel that the first two episodes captured that. for me. I can see that. That's funny. And, like, I remember when that episode came out. Some of the like the funnier critiques were like. Yeah, Bryce did a better job with Star Wars than her dad did. <laughs> with yeah, Solo. I don't know. I just I found those two episodes, oh. at least that episode, to be the weakest ones of the Mando. I I yeah. see. Well, and you know what? I haven't I haven't watched it since it came out, and I only remember that because I remember watching the episode and thinking this is this is different. And oh. at the very end, when they they flashed the directing credit, and I'm like, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so like it stands out to me, like that her episode. I will was say this: different. her episode felt very much more. What's the word here? Like feels, because you you got drawn into the people of the village, mm. that 
you maybe normally wouldn't because you're you're more focused on the main characters like the Mando and Baby Yoda and um, what's her face? I forget her name. Gina, Gina, yeah, yeah. She's not hard on the eyes either, boys. But uh, like that, I, that's what I thought was different about it because you weren't focused on those characters for this episode. You were focused more on the village trying to fight for their freedom, for their whatever that they were kind of looking for in that episode, which I thought mm -hmm. was kind of cool. I, th I thought yeah. it was a little bit of a different way to take it as far as focusing on Amanda, who was obviously the main character for that show. But Yeah, and I remember focusing on like, okay, which frame is going to be the next Baby Yoda meme? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding. <laughs> because yeah. those things were just flooding the internet by then. Yeah, he was drinking yeah. that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drinking the tea. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's get into uh, why we're episode here. Episode four. <laughs> episode four. So we all watched it. When did you guys watch it? I watched it today. Oh, you did watch it today. I watched it today. Like so it would be as fresh in my memory as possible, complete with yeah. the French subtitles that or French yeah. uh, opening card that uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus what are you doing? Yet. We're in Canada, by the way, for those listening. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. I turned it on and I start watching. I'm like, wait, no, this That's is what? not. La episode, like, eh? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I think mine was in Spanish. Really? Yours was in French. I think mine was. Well, oh, mine Spanish. was in mine was in French. And I, and you like, know what? Watching... When I booted up Disney Plus back when I got it and was like watching all the Star Wars movies before Episode Nine, it was in French then too. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, well, how have they not fixed this? It's been like <laughs> six months. How have they I not thought... added like an English option? I thought it was like something to do with my TV, so I'm like trying to switch all my settings to get yeah, it. Yeah, I did that too. I'm like, wait, no, it's yeah. English. What no, it heck? is in English. You go and you change this, put it on subtitles, and it's all in English. Everything's in English, but the opening crawl and the name of the movie are in French. Yeah, even the subtitles. Yeah, you're right. Nouvelle, Nouvelle Espoir, and then it does the movie crawl in French. It's so weird. It was funny. Disney Plus doesn't run very well, I don't think. Uh, there's there's room. Shush. For you shush. Yeah. You, you there's a lot of room for him. Shut up. You're going to get us killed. <laughs> Disney will take us and run us away into a dirty little hive. Maybe. Uh, so what do you what do you guys take away from this episode that we've watched now fresh from maybe the first time that you've ever watched it before? Uh, I think, uh, you know, the one thing I took away from it, right, right from watching it again was how much of an appreciation <laughs> I, I got for Rogue One as a, as a bridge yeah. movie and how well that movie bridged you know, to, to episode uh, four, like right from that early set piece where you see the uh, the Tantan trying to get away from the Star Destroyer, the Tantan four trying to get away from the Star Destroyer. And you're like, this is so good now. Like, I cannot wait to watch. I, I kind of wish I watched Rogue One first and then watched episode yeah. four. The bridge is so nice. Yeah. So like that link that I sent you from, there was so that Reddit link with uh, yeah. somebody just like in the last couple of days spliced together Rogue One a uh, new hope and like deleted scenes from a new hope as well as that uh, fan made improved vader obi-wan fight all oh, together into a four God. and a half hour movie i was trying to watch that in preparation for this show but uh that's so a lot have, of viewing it is but so um you have to email the guy to get the links to the movies and then i don't have any torrent program so i want to use the google drive link so i have to request access to the google drive and i didn't get access in time so i haven't been able to watch it i actually still haven't gotten access to it so i'm I'll, guessing that he's probably just 
it's so overwhelming the amount of people trying to get in there right now because it's brand new that it's probably bottlenecked and i'll i'll get a link to it in a, in a couple of days or something right there he just got the link <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah like i'll be honest when after uh that uh obi-wan and vader fight on the uh, death star i immediately paused the movie and went to that <laughs> fan made thing that's what i did too, I did so that it's too. Okay. oh yeah it's good. That so good. That fight, you can mm -hmm. feel it. I loved mm -hmm. it. Like mm -hmm. that fan made video. Wow, that just adds to it so much more. Because like yeah. it was the one complaint I came. I remember when I watched episode one in theaters, and I'm like, wow. That after that lightsaber duel that was set in the past. Yeah. I mean, it links Obi Wan. Like, and you saw how cool Obi Wan was. I'm like, it kind of makes his duels like in the new movies or the old movies look kind of crappy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the, but you know what? Yeah, I think they do is, absolutely. Yeah, and this is why, like Lucas started with Episode Four, right? Because it was it required the least amount of technical effects in order to be told on the screen. Yep. Uh, because the technology needed to tell the stories he wanted for the prequel movies was just not in place right then, right? And and that's why he started on Episode Four because of the uh, the ease, I guess, technology wise of making that movie relative to the other ones. Um, and Me it's too. interesting now, like going back and watching it, having the complete like Skywalker saga um, to see like, you know, just the way some of the language has changed a little bit, you know, um, you know, mention, uh, do they even mention a laser sword in that, in the new hope? I don't think so. No, they don't refer to it as no. a laser sword. No, nope. no, nope. just look, just lightsaber. Is it always, I feel like they call it something slightly different for some reason. I don't know why. In a new hope. Or in like the prequels, in A New Hope, I I'm like watching. Maybe it, not. Maybe not. Obi Wan gives him the lightsaber, and like because he hands it to him, and, and Luke is like, "What is this?" And I guess like, maybe this it's just more the lightsaber. story. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, a better weapon than this, uh, the weapon, like the guns of today, and blah blah. Yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. So I guess if like with all the retconning that's been done since Episode Four, because that was the original, um, it really makes Obi Wan look like a liar when he meets Luke now. Oh, big time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Obi-Wan really doesn't seem to be a very honest person now, given all the history that we know of everything that's happened and, like, what he tells to Luke now. But that's Which, what's funny is that, yeah. you, like, that's what, you know, there's one show that I'm or that I'm looking for more than anything is the new Obi-Wan show. Because yeah. I cannot wait to see this evolution of Obi-Wan's character from being this, like, optimistic Jedi that loves the world and thinks everything is like, you know, he's going to be, he is going to be <laughs> becoming this weird marginally old guy that lives out in caves and scares Jawas by like waving his hands like this. The sand gets everywhere all the time. Starts understanding what Anakin means. <laughs> you know, though, like watching, watching it and, and seeing Alec Guinness perform as Obi-Wan, there was so many good scenes where he would like, something would be said to him and his reaction, just his facial impressions i was like man that's like that's cool that he did that that way because hmm. we would take that for granted in today's acting art right like we might not see some of those things that he brought to the table and granted he went into this movie thinking ah this isn't gonna be anything and then boom it's the biggest thing ever so <laughs> it, it's cool to see those little kind of things happen it's also cool to see how he interacts with Luke and Luke's interactions with him and how they you can see that father son kind of play that 
we missed from the prequels with Obi-Wan and Anakin, which yeah. I thought was kind of cool too, because obviously Obi-Wan's looking at it from a, I need to redeem myself. I messed up so bad. And mm-hmm. at the, at like during the movie, we don't know that, but no, now knowing what we know in the series, it makes more, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. That's what Filoni says a little bit in his that's interview right. in the Mandalorian uh, director's, Round table or whatever, right? Eh? And if you've Where seen talking, the Mandalorian, yeah. you need to check out that that uh, documentary because it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he talks about how like Qui Gon would have been more of a father figure to Anakin, whereas Obi Wan wasn't really the father figure Anakin needed. No, he was more like a yeah. brother, a best friend yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he, and he mentions that too, even to Luke. He says, and he was a he was a good friend, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't ever kind of refer to him as. Like yeah, I was his I was his teacher, but I failed. At the yeah. End. Mm-hmm. Well, again, yeah, I think that was part of his whole like I got to make sure that Luke doesn't know this, the whole truth. Yeah. But yeah, you, you always see it in the in the Clone Wars TV show though, like their relationship quite quite well, right? Yeah. It's very well developed, and you you can see Anakin starting to surpass Obi Wan in a lot of ways, and Obi Wan's not able to guide him because he's just not able to handle him properly, you know? And, right. Yeah. And especially he know what to do. Especially sometimes. in the final series. It's just series. like Anakin, you go and do what you do because you seem to have the magic touch and everything you do seems to work out. So I guess go ahead. Because there's not a thing <laughs> yeah. I can do to stop you. Yeah. He's right? like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Um doesn't take long in episode four to start dropping uh, Easter eggs as far as we know. CP uh, C3PO talks about um being sent to the spice mines on Kessel, <laughs> mm-hmm. which right away, like right off the hop, you're like, oh, okay, what's Kessel? There's mm-hmm. so many cool things in episode with spice, four. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, what is that? I want to know more. Same yeah. thing with what's the Clone Wars. Like, you, fought, mm-hmm. you fought in the Clone Wars? Wait a minute. What's the Clone Wars? Like, Matt, you'd sent those memes out earlier, and one of them was, uh, oh, you guys don't know the Clone Wars there? It, I think it was the Back to Future one. And, uh, oh, your like, kids will love this! Oh yeah, big yeah, time! Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. No, they uh, did. They did a lot of name dropping, and you, it just, it kind of, it was cool to, alluding to that kind of backstory that you have nothing, you have no knowledge of, and can only speculate. I could only imagine what it would have been like watching this. Like, however, when did it come out? Seventy-seven. What is that? Uh, Forty-three years ago now. Uh huh. Um, and just hearing all these things, we have all the context now, having seen all the the universe expand as we've grown up, right? But back then it was the, already developed in Mark Lucas's mind. and Which is crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, And that's like the really cool thing about it too. Like at the time when you're a kid and you hear the Clone Wars, you're like, oh, okay. Just that more. sounds cool. Yeah. Like now you're like, I need more. What is this Clone Wars you're talking about? And bam, mm-hmm. there's a whole animated TV show about it. And it's awesome. Heels, you're right in the middle of watching that, aren't you? Uh-huh. What season are you on now? Uh, finishing just finishing season one, so almost done. Almost done. <laughs> almost done season almost, one. Almost. Oh, one, one seventh. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for you to get to season seven. Yeah. Isn't season, I found season season four on were like a lot more mature and dark and. Oh yeah, big time. Found, well, that's yeah. not his name by the cartoon, right? So everyone said it's grown with the audience. Mm-hmm. And and even Rebels is along that same lines. Yeah, because it starts off kind of like kitty goofy, and then it gets it gets dark. It does. Like even in the first season, uh, there's an episode. Uh, I think it's called um, 
uh, Day of the Masters or something like that, and they're like hunting for one of the old Jedi Masters, and they find her, but she's been dead for long, and they were using her Force, I guess, essence to kind of drag them there and get them in. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, um, another cool thing about uh, Star Wars. Luke claims that Tatooine is the farthest planet from the center of the galaxy. Which I thought was interesting because, and this goes to nerdiness, um, I've, I've played like a lot of the games and it has maps of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like Geonosis, which is a huge planet in Star Wars lore, that's farther away. And it's even in the same sector. And Ryloth, too, is like obviously every, all the... Um, it's the, twi- uh, is really, that the Twi'leks? Yeah, yeah okay. the Twi'leks all come from Ryloth. So those two, they're like in the same sector as Tatooine, and he doesn't know about that. Well, maybe but again, he's just whining. Or, yeah. or he's exaggerating. It could be, absolutely. Yeah, bad. he is a whiner. Also, I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he's, but he's Luke. He's so good. He I want to know more about why Owen hides Obi-Wan from Luke. Or Luke from Obi-Wan, however you want to look at that. Um, like, there's some stories to tell in there. Oh, yeah. My guess is that uh, he knows about Anakin. Yeah, but he I, can't... I wonder if Obi-Wan even told him that Anakin becomes Vader. Yeah, but does, does it's, Obi-Wan I don't really... know at that point? Uh, he doesn't. He thinks he's dead. He thinks That's he left him for dead, right? I would think at... I would think this story could be played out here in the Obi-Wan TV show. That's possible. Because mm-hmm. maybe maybe troopers come down and and something happens where they, they attack the Lars Homestead. Obi-Wan saves them, but Owen's like, okay, you need to leave. You are bringing this to our front door. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't even all occur in like the same like short time frame either. Maybe there's like years between episodes or something. You know, as Luke ages, which would yeah. kind of be interesting. And see, and whether... then they could do it episodic, like the Clone Wars. So, if they really want to make more seasons, they can just put more stuff in there, and then at least well, in order to watch it in later on, like they did with the Clone Wars. Absolutely, and and there's mm. I've heard too that Hayden Christensen is going to be coming back as Flash, I guess, flashbacks of Anakin in the Republic. So, there is all sorts of opportunity to tell some pretty amazing stories. Yeah, well, apparently he was even called to like work out and do did some shots for um, episode, episode nine. nine. Yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah, curious to know either. what they shot with him. You know, I mean, a fair force ghost. Apparently, probably he would have been in the last scene or something. Could he have been like they could have done something really cool with him and? Oh, I'm uh, very disappointed what they did with Anakin. Very disappointed with yeah. Lots of people were mad that he wasn't in the film. It's the Skywalker saga, and they don't even have a Skywalker technically. Just Luke I mean, Kylo Ren it. is Kylo Ren is sorta. Well, but I don't. Ray, I don't raise a Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not. Yeah, do that. I'm also a Skywalker because <laughs> I said I'm a Skywalker. I'm a Skywalker now too. I can't tell you how much everyone that when they said when she said that I was like. Apparently that's a Kathleen Kennedy thing. I went and read and Come watched on, a couple man. videos. On oh, is stuff it? That's, that's happened. Apparently she's the one that, that called, called for a lot of these changes that the fans aren't liking. Weird. And uh, really? Abrams, Abrams had his 
Well, that's why she's been. That's why she's gone now, right? Yeah, she's been. Um, like, she's not. She's gone gone, gone. gone. Is she gone? Gone? Yeah, Kevin Feige is taking over. Yeah, I yeah. had heard that, but I thought that she was still there in some capacity. She's still the president. Um, of she's not. She's not making any decisions with storytelling. That's for Ooh, sure. That's delicious. Because I, I guess, yeah, episode eight and a lot of the things that people complain about with episode nine have mostly been, you know, her Kathleen Kennedy, her, dis- her executive decisions. I guess. Doesn't make any sense as somebody who's running a company and obviously clearly doesn't get what Star Wars is. No, it's like friggin' she's like the guy from the Dallas Cowboys there, the Jerry Jones. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, just let let the people who know what they're doing do what they do and you just, you know, open your wallet and take hire the money. right people to hire the right people. You know? I want more Dave Filoni stories in live action. And Favreau, yeah. And Favreau. But you know what? I think also going back to Filoni and Mandalorian directing you could tell he's not used to live action. Oh no, yeah, for sure. And you he, could really he, tell because there was a lot of like that. Yeah, you could tell that because some some scenes were almost like shot towards the Clone Wars as though they had like a cartoony Yeah. Which doesn't translate well to live action a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. if yeah. that's something that he'll pick up quick as the time goes on. I think he will. I'm, I think he's gonna get a lot of mentoring ship. He seems like a pretty a guy who seems to be open to uh, criticism and just wants to do what's right. And I think he will definitely improve very quickly. That's yeah, yeah. I think, um, like I had said earlier about uh, um, Aunt Maru and Uncle Owen with their, <laughs> with their skeletal corpses. To me, that could be one of the darkest things we've seen in Star Wars, outside of maybe the. Uh, the impression that Anakin is going to go murder some kids. Yeah. Tell, tell me a, di- a darker time in the Star Wars movies. If like you that you see? Yeah. Uh, that you see, I don't think there is one that you see. Off camera, I think there are definitely darker. Oh, yeah, big time. Like Anakin slaughtering the sand people or the, the Jedi temple. Yep. Um, that's definitely darker. When, <clears throat> when are we going to get a Jedi temple video? I don't think we ever will. Oh, Honestly, I think like I want one too. Oh, do you I, think it's I, better I think left now, I, I do. I think it's better left to people's imagination because it's kind of like you know in horror movies, it's better to not see the monster but have it alluded to. Yeah. And I think that this is kind of that thing. This is like that thing. Less is more. Less is more in this case. I don't ever want them to. I mean, I want to so badly. Um, <laughs> see what happened, right? Like you know, I want to see Anakin fight off like. 15 or 20, or I don't know how many different Jedi there are in there, right? Um, and just have, like, these epic sword fights for, like, however long it takes them to to overthrow the temple. You know, There's I think that so would be just the coolest, the coolest fucking action you'll ever see, right? Yeah, but, they will be. And, but, you know, it should be left to mystery. Because they can, they can, they can do so much by leaving it a mystery. You know, they can say, these people escaped, and these people didn't escape, and... That's true. You know... Right, so they can they can give themselves a lot more options too by leaving it a mystery. Well, and especially because like when you watch future Star Wars stuff, and they're talking about how Luke is Luke or Leia are possibly the last Jedi, and they're clearly not. Mm-hmm. You've got Ezra running around. You've got Ahsoka running around. You've got mm-hmm. uh, what's his face from the video game, um, Cal Kestis. 
uh-huh. just yeah. running around. Like I think the technical like, thing they say though is that they're not technically Jedi now, right? They're not trained Jedi. Ezra's Ezra's lost in time, so he's not technically around. Right. I think if you are on the light side of the Force, you're you're a Jedi at this point in the story. Like especially yeah. with with the temple being collapsed and and there's no longer like actual teaching of Jedi. If you can yep. use the Force, you can pick up a lightsaber. You can fight. You're a Jedi. Yeah, I don't know. I've always thought of them more so, as like being Force users sure. because they haven't they haven't taken a bend to their training yet. Well, and I think also too when you consider the uh, Inquisitorious, like mm. they're they're not considered Sith. But they're no. dark side users, right? Yeah. So is like is that why you think Disney went away from Jedi and Sith? Maybe and I actually watched a video the other day where they're talking about um, uh, they don't like because there's a lot of talk about the term gray Jedi. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't think Disney is making that term canon. I don't think no. so either. And I it think they officially called them anyway like, in the in the movies, right? I think, I think it's like, actually so, smart that they don't. So like Dooku, Dooku who leaves the Jedi, he becomes, I think what the new term is officially is a fallen Jedi. Yeah. So Dooku's or, a fallen Jedi, but then he becomes a Sith as well. Right. So like I don't know if Ahsoka would be considered a fallen Jedi. See, but she like, whereas he goes know. to the dark side of the Force, which I think is why he's considered the fallen Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Anakin, right? Like he was a Jedi. Does. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who's considered a fallen Jedi is one. Yeah. That, you know, succumb to the dark side. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, going back to Episode Four, right? There's there's interesting things in Episode Four where they set the tone for things and things, but there's certain things in Episode Four which is funny you never saw again in any of the other movies, right? Like one thing I picked out was. Like right at the beginning of the film, the stormtroopers set their guns to stun, to like stun Leia as she's trying to run away. That like, and it was that weird ring thing that oh. came out of the guns and like hit them. Never saw that again in the films. <laughs> you do, you, you, you do at the end of the Clone Wars, Alex. Yeah, yes. and the Clone it's War. like the, at the end of it, and it's like I swear, one of the three or four times in all of Star Wars you see it. Yeah, yeah, but in the films, yeah. you never see that stu- like that stun ring again. And one of the funniest lines in the movie is, uh, you know, the scene where they return to the Jawa's tank and it's all, you know, in flames and destroyed. And it, they tried to make it look like the Tuscan Raiders had done it, but you know, the best line is like, "Oh, oh, oh. one saying, look at look at the like the way they shot the the ship. A stormtrooper's ga- aim is uh, undeniable. I'm like, they're the worst shot in the galaxy." <laughs> I have that actually in my notes about the movie. I, I thought that was the funniest thing I saw in the whole movie when Obi Wan just, oh, these stormtroopers have the the best like they're the best trained and all this kind of stuff, and there they are, just in the same movie, the worst shots possible. When like it came they out. literally cannot hit three human targets with like twenty seven of them. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, these guys oh. are terrible. What are you talking about? Maybe it's the fantastic. force was with them. Yes. <laughs> I and it, it, like obviously the stormtroopers' aim becomes a running gag throughout the yeah, rest of the series, right? So yeah. that's cool. Even to the point where um, in Rebels you've got um, you've got clone troopers who are talking about how bad the stormtroopers are at this point, which I thought was really funny. Like Rex, mm. Rex comments on him. He's like, "Is that the best you got? You're going to need a lot more than just those few stormtroopers to take us three well, they, clone troopers on." 
Yeah, and then in The Mandalorian too, in one of the later episodes, where they're trying to shoot that thing on the ground and they keep missing the two oh, yeah, that, the two on their speeders. That was hilarious. That's yeah, funny. that's right. Yeah, that was another good nod to that ongoing gag. And, mm-hmm. like, that's what I kind of like, too. They don't take themselves too seriously. Which, mm-hmm. A, fandom, maybe that's something that we should look at and go, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't take this too seriously. Oh, no, um, it's all meant to be fun, yeah. Also, Leia's accent. Mm-hmm. Where she starts, starts off super British and then just Or super royal, like super, like, yes. noble. yes. And then just disappears. But yeah. I, I get that, though. I think she was playing the character of, like, oh, you know, she's on the bridge and she's trying to convince them that this is just a diplomatic you know mission. That's a good point. I never thought of that. And she's trying I to play the part of, that. I'm just a princess trying to, you know, do some something diplomatic for the world. Mm-hmm. And okay, then, well, then, we'll then as she like, more no! and more. Right? Like, I, I think it's funny because, like, the first thing she says to, like, Luke when she opens, when he opens the gate is, like, aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? I'm like, what a bitch. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> also, also, the armor fit him. So yeah. that comment is just null and void to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know the, the one thing I here. the one thing I did uh, pick up on about Leia too is where um, Vader attempts to read her mind, right? And, and we would, and he can't. Yeah, that's right. right? He mentions it too. Like and her, he mentions it. And they use that weird robot with the the needle glued with the on needle it. thing. <laughs> yeah, but before he, yeah, right. So like Vader is basically. I mean, now this is going back with an entire universe expand of lore expanded upon, right? But he should have known right then. Leia was force sensitive if she's resisting his yeah. mind, right? Um, so that's something that maybe they could go and retcon. They probably might. Maybe not. Yeah, that could know. be. Or um, it could even just be a thing where. He looks at it as she's of royal descent, and maybe she's been trained and mm-hmm. like go that kind of route. Oh, I get what you're saying. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the fact Han celebrates destroying a Tie Fighter in the Millennium Falcon? Luke does it exactly like two seconds later, and then Han tells him, "Don't be so penisy." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Don't get cocky, kid. Yeah, yeah that's right. Han's like, yeah, I got him. And then Luke, yeah, I got one too. He's like, hey, hey, hey just relax. Well, that's that's perfect. That's Aaron's character, though, right? I know, and that's I yeah. love it because his sarcasm is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole film. Um, also, characters in Star Wars that clearly are gonna die, them setting themselves up for it. Like when Biggs talks about uh, how they'll never stop them, you knew his ass was toast. <laughs> Big Starlighter. Yeah, and then in the, in the uh, second, in like um, Return of the Jedi, or not Return of the Jedi, uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Dak, I think was one of Luke's like um, co-pilots in the, uh, in the, the, the snow in the snow speeders. Okay, and he yeah. says something, I feel like I could take on the whole Empire. He immediately dies. <laughs> so if Never say you have a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you talk about how you've got a really bad feeling about this, you're you're good to go. You'll be fine. You talk about like, hey, this looks like we're gonna win this. You, you you're as good as dead. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so true. Another really cool thing was uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this. This is the one thing I was talking before we got started with this. Something that I've never seen before that I saw for the first time yesterday. At one point, as Vader is kind of barreling on Luke, I think it was right after. Wedge takes off. 
when he says, "Oh, I can't do this. I my I've been hit. I'm yeah, you're no good for yeah, us yeah. here. Get out of here." Mm-hmm. You can see Anakin's eyes. Yeah. Did you guys notice that before? No, I don't no. think I did. Like, it, there's a point where you see Vader, and he's looking, and then you look into the red. I ha- I saw it really quick, and I was like, "What? What?" And then after the movie, I went back and looked at it. Yes, you can see the actor's like face inside the mask. The, so, the uh, Austrian you, dude that played Vader. <laughs> yeah, you. So you kind of saw Anakin's eyes in in his mask. Obviously mm. unintentional, but mm. looking back at it, me going, "Oh, that's kind of cool, actually." Mm-hmm. So it's like a, one thing I love that they don't do enough of in the movies too is uh, I liked um, the scene where C three PO just asked Luke, "Hey, uh, if you don't need me right now, can I shut down for a bit?" I thought yeah. they never addressed with the droids like they're the ability to like how do they recharge? <laughs> when do they like go to sleep? Like, oh, what's their battery power like? Do they have like a yeah. uh, a reading on them? And like both are doing that like you know they they go through rows and they shut themselves down. He wanted to go and take that bath in the oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank the maker. And as he said that, <laughs> the whole the maker was Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that mm-hmm. a little bit later on, though. Mm-hmm. Any other observations from episode four? As how, about Chewie, uh, how about Chewie? How about Chewie not getting his his medal at the end? Of the I know movie? that is so such a piss off, eh? I, I like how they try to uh, try to address that in episode nine. I hate well, yeah, it. After I hate hand it. dies, here's hands old metal. Yeah. <laughs> here's the dead guy's metal. Enjoy. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't? Uh, what's her face, Maz? Why didn't she just give it to him and be like, "Here, here's a memento of Han." I would have loved that <laughs> so much more than here. Take this medal that you should have gotten in the fourth movie. Yeah, it's fifty that, years that late. That is clearly <laughs> Han's medal. Yeah, it's a little bloody. There's still got a laser marks there, lightsaber uh, marks on it. You know also, what? I actually never, um, I've never caught it, and I've always tried to look for it. Is the stormtrooper that bangs his head? Oh yeah, I saw. Okay, it. so I like I've, I've always thought, so I actually I went and looked at what time it happens in the movie because I couldn't watch it. I always thought it happened at the very beginning when they're in the boarding Leia's ship. I thought that's when the guy bangs his head. So I've always watched that really, really closely to see if yeah, the guy bangs his head, and I could never find it. And then by the time it happens, I'm not really looking for it anymore, and I uh-huh. always miss it. So I've never seen this famous scene. Okay, so the scene is um, they've all left C-3PO and R2 in that uh, communications room. Mm-hmm. And C-3PO, they, they bang on it, and they're like, hey, let us in. And C-3PO and R2 do to hide. They open the door and it's immediately like the guy bangs his head. He's got a mic inside of his his helmet that is clearly on that just amplifies it so much more. I think um, they added. I think I read that they added that sound in later. Oh, maybe, maybe. I think they did very well that could because be. they wanted to own that blooper. Yeah. And, I think and, I they owned, and then if they added that. I think they added that. I don't know if it was like in the '97 remake of the original or something. When they re-edited everything, but I, I read that they added that noise. Well, and as they're um, leaving, when okay. they're leaving that room, they uh, he makes sure that he ducks down nice and easy. To <laughs> okay, okay. So one other thing that bugs me about episode four, because it's never addressed again, is Luke seems pretty chill with the fact that the uh, the Empire just like you know scorched his, his aunt hair. and uncle. Yeah, yes. like, never come up again. He's like, he never says like, "This is for Owen and Baru, <laughs> the people that what? raised me." It was like, first, oh, shit, they're dead." All right, let's go to Alderaan. Well, that, and that's funny too because Obi Wan looks at him and says, "Like, you need to come with me and train to be a Jedi." 
And then he's like, no, I can't do that. I got to stay here and work on the farm. Parents get killed immediately. Looks at him. He's not even like crying yeah, or anything. Like, he's like, oh, let's get out of here. The back. I'm like, all right, let's mm-hmm. roll. I, I got nothing here. He's so, he's so <laughs> content on going, I've got nothing here for me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just hops like, He's like, oh, I guess I'm not doing that harvest like I promised I was doing next year. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the um, deleted scenes from A New Hope? Because they actually kind of flesh out Luke's character a little bit, so you can understand why he has more of that attitude. You know, Uh oddly enough, and I own all of the movies, I've not yet watched a single one of the bloopers from any of the movies. They're deleted scenes. So there's a deleted scene. His friends are gone already, like Biggs and... I think I did see that one. Yeah, so there is a deleted scene with him and Wedge, I believe. No, it's Biggs. Is it Biggs? Okay, so yeah, it's Biggs. Where they're out shopping or something, right? And <laughs> and Biggs is saying he's going out to join the flight academy or something yeah, like Rebel that, right? Yeah. And um, and you know Luke's jealous because it's pretty much his last friend that's gone, and you know he he doesn't want to stick around. And then he goes back home, and then his uncle tells him, "No, you got to stick around for one more year to help with the harvest." And he's so like he's already exasperated, and then he gets more exasperated when his uncle tells him to stick around. And um, you know he's always. Like I think part of the thing where he goes and he stands in that famous scene where he looks at the two sons is like it kind of like just that scene. It kind of is like Luke has always yearned for something more and thought he was destined for something greater in that scene, right? Um, So I think it kind of all helps explain why he is so quick to 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 want to leave and and move on uh, because he wasn't very happy. There to begin with, he's always knew and there was something greater in store for him, or at least he's always felt like that. He's had all these probably these abilities that he's never been able to explain, you know, and now all of his past is cut up with him, and now he really wants to know. He's really curious about his father who had this mysterious power that, you know, he suddenly seems to be uh, awakening awakening in him. And you know, I think if I were in that situation, I'd I mean obviously I'd be really sad, but I'd also be really curious because, you know all of this is happening because of this power within me. I should probably go and learn it, learn about it. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's, and that's the thing too. Like the books, when they come out, they flesh out so much in the movies that we don't really know about. And I kind of, I kind of don't like that about the, the canon books on the movies. I hate mm. that we have to read about some things that maybe mm. should have been explained a little bit more in the movies, but. Well, that's, that's is. my entire problem with the new trilogy. Is, oh, big time! Let me let me fill in all these gaping plot holes with comic books and and unauthorized you know picture books and things like that that are supposed to fill in the blanks. No, yeah. write a better script. <laughs> like, and I I won't lie to you. Details, I like the comic books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Me too. I like ex- extra reading, but I don't think I should have plot holes. In, I agree. In completely like mm-hmm. by by and I mean, yeah, like yeah. I think yeah. Well, you shouldn't have to, ju- yeah, you yeah, should have to jump media formats to flesh out the story. It's funny when you watch episode four, and this is when we last thought on it, but Luke as a character is pretty, you know, pretty uneven. He's a blank can- <laughs> well, he's such a blank canvas. Yeah, like, and it's weird watching it now. Anything could happen. Like, yeah, and it's it's a funny like people are like so in love with his character and they like, hated how like, they did to him in episode eight and all this stuff. But I'm like, he really didn't have much depth to him. I mean, no, he really doesn't. Until later in the film, he's very right. simple. He's like he's pretty oh, simple. Uh, okay, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, good he point. Does, he doesn't have a lot of depth. He's pretty simple. You know, he's and, he's very and reactionary. 
learn he's grown up on a as a farmer in, in in Tatooine with no real interaction with human beings. But there's there's odd oddness like maybe it's a result of bad writing, but there's just odd <laughs> details with this character that you're kind of like, huh? You know, I wonder if they could flesh out more of Luke. Like, what 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 was Luke's childhood to make him so you know morose about death? Right? Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't take a lot of time to like mourn the loss of his his uncle or aunt or even like Biggs starlight right like he dies in the in the, in the battle of yavin and it's like yeah. gets back and he's all cheering things yeah he's all like where's my medal uh dude your best friend your childhood best friend died yeah okay but where's my medal <laughs> yeah he didn't fly t-16s in uh tatooine to kill womp rats i did that's why <laughs> I, I survived yeah exactly i like when it too like luke almost kills himself he uh comments on how uh like one of the generals or one of the uh officials come over and ask him like are you sure you're going to be able to handle this and then biggs is like oh yeah he he's like one of the best flyers that i know back on tatooine and then luke gets into it and almost crashes into the death star (laughs) (laughs) pull up oh i'm a little singed but i'm okay (laughs) and why would luke be leading the run in the trench on the death star we saw that was one of the few that was left wasn't he or is his wave or something yeah, but why that would he be? Point, why would he uh, be leading it? Picking down the like it was the Red Squadron's job to do it, like all of right. them. But at that yeah, but point, why, uh, Anakin, or Anakin, Darth had started pegging them down one by one. So all would, that was like Wedge, Biggs, and uh, Luke. And Luke. Yeah, but why wouldn't Wedge or Biggs be flying in that? Well, they room? were right, but then that's when uh, Darth started attacking him, and Biggs calls over for Luke. Right, like Luke, hurry up, quick! We need you here. And oh, okay, I missed that. Yeah, and then like they decide like what Wedge and, and uh, Biggs decide to do is they they were gonna fall back and try to you know pull Vader away and give him the opportunity because Biggs knows he's the best shot, right? He even mentions that when they're in the hangar where he's like, "This guy's mm-hmm. the best shot," and blah blah blah. So again, yeah, there's a character that I know a lot about Luke that you you have to actually know like the backstory and know about Biggs and all yeah. this stuff to really recognize the power of that scene where it's like. This is the one guy who knows Luke better than anybody else because he grew up with him, and he's telling Luke to go ahead and and fire, take the shot, uh, like get in there, mm-hmm. take this galaxy-altering shot. Yeah, because Biggs trusts him as his childhood friend, and then <laughs> Luke immediately honors him by getting <laughs> pays no attention to him after he dies. That's it for yeah. Biggs. See ya. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> Jeez. Well. Say hi to my head and uncle in hell, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's episode four. We're going to come back next week. We're going to work on Empire Strikes Back, the greatest sequel of any film of all time, in my opinion. I don't next know. Next Godfather Part 2, but yes. <laughs> oh. It's close. It's close. It's so good. Such it, it's It's the best movie in all nine. I think we're all in agreement on that, right? Yes. I would say so, but it's not my favorite. Ooh, if I could favorite? put it that way. Okay, which one's I, your favorite? I really like Revenge of the Sith. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. I like yeah. yeah it's good. I, you you I, don't I, like I, it, eh? What's that? You you're not a huge fan of Revenge of the Sith, are you? No, I like Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. I just yeah, I just no, love it's the new trilogy that ranks below everything for me but i actually i mean personally i love return of the jedi it was the first movie i actually saw in theaters so that it's always gonna have a special place in my heart and i was young enough to enjoy you know ewoks so i don't 
<laughs> I don't hate I don't, because I don't, Yeah, I don't know why there's such a hate for Ewoks. We'll get that. We'll get into that in our third episode when we talk about uh, Return of the Jedi. But yeah, okay, there we go. So we all have differing opinions on what the best film is. No, I'd say Empire is the best film. It's not my favorite. Okay, though. okay. Well, then there you go. It's consensus. Yeah. Three across the board. Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. We'll hit that up next week. Thanks for listening. Um, any last thoughts for you boys? Nope. Stay. Nope. Just keep watching Star Wars, people. It's good. Yeah, hopefully, good. we'll be able to keep up with all the news that comes out in the next week. Oh yeah, it's gonna no be kidding. coming out like crazy lately. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Keep watching. Watch Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, I like it. There you go. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.